Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and welcome to the podcast Water is the New Gold, which is based on a briefing that I give every week in a webinar, and it really explores how water is changing disruptions. Go ahead, give a listen, and stay tuned. Hi, everyone. This is Riggs Eckleberry, and it is the last recording of the year, and so I thought I would take the opportunity to talk a little bit about what's in store both on the highest levels, largest scale, and specifically resulting for our company. So first of all, we've been doing a lot of coverage of trends, and of course, we really are all about privatizing big water. And the fact is that 90% of Americans get their water from mega facilities, but as well, we only recycle 1% of the water. And those two stats are related since you can't very well recycle water that's being flushed downstream to some mega facility. They just don't come back. So that and many, many other reasons make uh, decentralization a real fact. Staying with the uh, stats, we have a report from an investment firm called Robeco Sam, and it's called Water the Market of the Future. And it asserts that market opportunities related to the water sector are expected to reach $1 trillion by 2025. Now, I used to think 2025 was a long way away, but that's really only five years. This report says it's because of five key challenges that are facing us. First is population growth. Can't stop that factor, mainly in developing countries. The second is aging infrastructure, and that's uh, something that is forcing businesses to do their own treatment. I've told about, for example, breweries that are being forced to put in their own systems because the local municipality just won't accommodate them as they grow. The third major element is that many, many places need to have much better water quality improvements. If you go to the Environmental Working Group, EWG, you can look up on your zip code the contaminants in your local area. And the problem is really not just with contaminants, the individual contaminants, which actually the cities are meeting by and large in places like America and Europe, but it's the combination of them that's not been studied. So how chlorine and nitrogen might, might interact in a negative way, that is just not understood. So we need to have ultra pure water, and that means uh, water quality improvements. It's not gonna happen at the city level. Nobody is investing in that. So it's going to happen uh, downstream at the level of the, the home and the business. Now, I'll talk more about home versus business in a second. The final point is that climate change is altering the availability of water resources. Now, there's lots of debate about water climate change, but it's clear that weather patterns are changing and that we're seeing droughts in some places, excess water in others excess heat, et cetera. So weather patterns are becoming unpredictable and that is forcing water to be recycled, et cetera. So we can't grow massive centralized water treatment systems fast enough to deal with these, challenge, these challenges, especially since those we have are aging fast. The big you know, centralized water systems, which are paid for by citizens, should be growing to meet the population demands and all the stuff I just talked about, but they are busy just trying to keep up with the degradation of their systems. So again, it's on us at the point of need, and these are decentralized systems, which is exactly what we're doing. Let me talk a little bit more about what's happening in potable water, and this is where the, the home to industrial 
analogy is very important. So Grandview Research has said that the global market for systems to make potable water, drinkable water, is growing uh, you know, at, at a rate of about 7% a year. But the report says that the non-residential segment of commercial establishments, healthcare facilities, industrial units, sports facilities, educational institutions, and transportation facilities, so really mainly it's industrial units and commercial establishments, is estimated to register the fastest growth in terms of both volume and revenue. So, you know, when I'm asked what I do, I tell people that I'm in water, and they always think I mean home systems. But as the research indicates, the greatest opportunities are outside the home. Now, I've talked about the fact that a 2,500-cow dairy farm pollutes as much as the city of Miami, which is about 400,000 people. And, of course, <laughs> that's 2,500 cows is, uh, you know, only a fraction, a tiny fraction. There's many millions of animals being bred and making manure. And that manure is generally going untreated. Uh, it's sitting in lagoons. It's generating um, environmental ammonia in the air and, of course, in the ground. And uh, also, it's creating those nitrates, which feed those toxic algae blooms. So there's a lot of harm being done in the groundwater, but really thinking about it from an industrial point of view, that's where the impact is. You and I care about the water we drink in our home and also the waste that we create. <clears throat> but if we really want to change the planet, we need to look at what's being done with the industrial, agricultural, and commercial wastewater. So that's, that's what that's about. It's a really interesting situation, and I've been writing a lot about this lately because we're publishing a lot of articles. Today, you saw the article I wrote about blue gold, and again, what's that about? It's about decentralized water systems, and that's really becoming a major trend. In fact, the Medium site, which receives 20,000 articles a day, actually spotlighted this article and elevated it to the paid business section because I guess it considers this stuff important. This is really more and more becoming a topic that people care about. And I remember clearly that I was a voice in the wilderness for a long time. 2016, I was already writing about decentralized water treatment. And people were like, huh, what? I mean, I even had backers that were saying, what's the issue? I flushed my toilet. But it's becoming clear that there's a problem and that we are part of the solution with our modular water systems. So that's kind of the big picture. I didn't want to bore you too much, but it really emphasizes that we have a really important mission, that it's been hard to move the needle until now, and for both external and internal reasons. The external reasons are really that it's an industry that has been slow to change, and we finally found this, this decentralization method. And then uh, internally, you know, we really needed much, much better systems. We needed to become more competent frankly. And so this comes down to the amazing appointment of Tom Marchesello. I was with him this morning on Money TV. That is the holiday Money TV that will be broadcast to all and sundry. You'll see it on our website probably sometime tomorrow. Anyway, so Tom has background in uh, operating companies. He's tough as nails. <laughs> and uh, he's been knocking heads and making sure that everybody works together. I, I would say that Origin Clear up till now has tolerated a lot of individualism in its operating units. That's been really as a way to let people do their thing. The problem is, is that it created a lot of redundancy and efficiency. And so what he's done is he's integrated operating units. For example, now we have modular water systems and progressive water 
fully integrated as one within the progressive water division, which is we own we own 100% of course, and that creates a seamless interface and much less less outsourcing by modular water because they are relying more and more on Dallas fabrication. So that's a major accomplishment that we've now completed and the accounting team worked very closely with Tom to do this. Now, in addition, we have put in across the company the project management system called Insightly so that somebody, any one of our divisions can create a quote in Insightly and then that quote once approved becomes the project tracker and the invoicing machine and so forth. It's all integrated with with financial systems and so forth. And that's being used both in modular water and progressive water right now. You know about our licensing uh, division that has been treated kind of a special as a special projects area. And really the reason was that we were not happy with our Chinese uh, operation. We, we think it's just a, it's a big, a big, great big sucking sound for our intellectual property. And so we have moved on and I expect to be able to announce in the days ahead not not between now and the end of the year because that would be a waste of a good announcement, but that we have a whole new partnership structure and new players and we've really sorted out how our international network is going to help us. And the particular partner that we've created uh, this major relationship has been very good to us. They've given us a lot of business themselves, which is always nice, in addition to doing a great job out there in the field. So much more to come from that. And that's Bill Charneski's work. Of course, he recently went with me to Spain, and we announced last week that we were doing the remarketing of these manure effluent systems. And that's going to be happening rather quickly as we gear up. We have another licensee in the same space called Aqua DMP there in Romania. And actually, Romania does do a lot of livestock production, and we'll be talking more about their role in the network. So a good thing's happening on the technology network, licensing network side. We also have a project that we are close to completing that takes advantage of our AOX Plus technology. AOX Plus is, of course, how to do super disinfection of water way beyond what is expected by generating large amounts of the hydroxyl radical. Hydroxyl radical is the most potent disinfectant. It is generated on the fly and it dissipates in nanoseconds without leaving any trace. You have to generate it on the fly and of course it instantly sucks up any kind of carbon elements, organic elements, and can even you know reduce uh, other things like heavy metals and so forth. And so that is on top of what people already do to purify water. This creates a super pure water which um, we are now in negotiations to roll it out for um, use in cosmetics, and potentially, here's, this is an important space for use as dog water, because people actually care so much about their dogs that they don't want them to die of cancer and so forth. It's a key, key concern. Ken just texted me to mention the Roundup, which is in the water. You know, what we're learning about Roundup, which is called glyphosate, is that it actually is a terrible contaminant. It probably is responsible for a lot of the gluten intolerance. And it's very hard to take out because it's measured in fractions. You can't measure it through ordinary means. You have to use a spectrometer, which is what we invested in at our downtown site. So that's, that's a fascinating area, which we are actually going to be launching. And we've already got 
co-inventor of uh, AOX Plus working on. I'm, I'm super excited about that to have uh, potentially a paid project for that. So that's the whole technology area. It's, it's really being positioned more and more as what people call skunk works. What is a skunk works? A skunk works is an area that it was the, the term used for the Lockheed development area and it developed amazing products. And the rule of skunk works was maximum freedom and minimum budget. So Tom has really positioned our advanced technology division as a skunk works and that continues. So you'll be seeing a lot about this hitting in January. I think that some of our later technology developments such as AOX Plus are gonna get a chance to shine. Some of you who were around in 2017 remember how we were doing a lot around mycotoxins. Well, that didn't die. In fact, it's, um, it's something that is increasingly interesting to us, not just in cleaning up water, but also in this cool area of oil and gas water treatment. And uh, you recall that I was discussing that project in the Permian, working with the saltwater disposal wells, which normally just dump all the water and they're realizing that that's a huge asset in the Permian. So that is continuing in, in background as well. All that is under Bill's management. Before I move on to the other thing that he's doing, which is acquisitions, I'm just gonna talk about productivity in the rest of the division. You know, we have a really astonishing backlog of business. Michael Mann, uh, who came on as VP sales in the last quarter, in this current quarter, that is, generated well over $2 million in quotes that are now being worked on for, for completion. And that's entirely outside of the many millions of dollars of business being generated, potential business being generated by both Modular Water with Dan Early and also Progressive Water. Now, for me, it's been very frustrating because, you know, you, you see these things percolate through. It's like, well, we got this deal that's happening. It's really important. And these are huge deals. We can't say no to them, but they also tend to percolate, you might say. And so I tend to be, me and Tom are very much about the, you know, let's get it not done now motif. And so we have been very, very busy cranking things up. But it is a fact that large capital investment, you know, brick and mortar systems take a while to do. Now, what are we doing about it? As I said, Michael Mann has been working in, in sales and he's also helping me with the last bit of this fundraising we're doing. But more importantly, we're also going after completely new customers, such as high-end hotel group that Tom has been working with. We believe we're close to a major agreement with them. And I think that's going to be announcement as well. So we're just, I think, starting to fire on all cylinders, and that's really Tom's strength. This enables me to become more strategic. Now, what does that mean? What does strategic mean? Well, because it takes a while for water systems to get sold, and it is brick and mortar and so forth, and I came from a very, very high-speed disruptive space uh, during the dot-com, how do we speed things up? And that's really done through what I've been touting as acquisition. Now, we've been We've done uh, two major acquisitions. We, we acquired Progressive Water, and that really became a, a fact in 2016. And then we uh, acquired Modular Water, created Modular Water with the talents of Dan Early, uh, which became a reality in 2018. Uh, well, actually, really truthfully, this year, as we completed the integration and ramped up the sales. So now we're ready for the next one, and actually, series of them. And what I've realized is that it all comes down to finance. We have a set 
of potential uh, acquiry, uh, acquisitions, we call them targets, and they are excited about going ahead with us. They've been excited for some time. They believe in the mission of Origin Clear. They themselves, well, let me give you an example. One of these companies is doing extremely well. They are expected to do about $25 million in 2019, but they are hampered by the lack of capital being a private company. And so their operations are in India. You know, they have operations everywhere, but they have to have operations in India through a joint venture. The problem there is that every time you bid on a water job, you have to put up 5% bond in cash. And so, you know, how many, you know, half a million dollar or, or a million dollar water jobs are you going to bid on if you have to come up with 5% each time? So they've recognized that the limitation is capital and the main benefit of a public company is liquidity and capital. So we have a good, you know, we, we've sort of narrowed down exactly what is a sweet spot for these acquisitions. We know who we want to acquire. They are generally in agreement. We, to this day, have signed letters of intent. But I must, again, tell you very clearly that these are not done deals. They are non-binding letters of intent. But nonetheless, it's a good sign. Now, the other side of it is the finance. And what we've realized is that we waste a lot of time going after getting investment banks involved with us. And generally, they are what we call time wasters. And so we've we've narrowed down to some resources, which again, I can't get into, but I believe that through deploying one or more of these parallel resources, we will get acquisitions done in 2020, hopefully in the first half. Again, I can't emphasize enough that these are not done deals, but I'm more confident than I have been ever really that we are going to get some momentum going. Has a lot to do with our business development team, I want to really acknowledge Ken Berenger's brilliant, he just knows how to put together offerings and, and uh, think strategically. Um, and he's helped me a lot with putting together these financial uh, structures that we're going to be moving ahead with. Of course, Devin Angus has been amazing in terms of taking care of our investors. He's the go-to guy for what any investor needs. And then Michael Mann has been pinch hitting I promised him it wouldn't be for long because he loves to sell the products, but he's been pinch hitting over in the investment area and doing an amazing job. So really our business development team is, I'm, I'm very blessed and it's how I can be so confident that we're going to get somewhere. So looking ahead to 2020, what I see is continued improvement in the business units as Tom Marchesello drives them and makes them more efficient and, and we do less, uh, hand counting of hours and all that crap that happens when you don't have good software, uh, really rolls, implements all that important software and makes things as flawless as possible. Meanwhile, we pursue the technology game with some of these new applications, which would, you know, and I intend for these to be funded uh, opportunities, every single one of them, so that we're not just, um, you know, I'm done with the blue sky technology development, we're about monetizing what we have. And of course, the licensing partners with the reorganization I mentioned. And then finally, the major effort to get acquisitions done, which I am personally working on very closely. And it's really probably the, the thing I'm going to spend most of my time on in the weeks and months to come. So that's kind of a summary of what it's been. Uh, I think you're going to get some pleasant surprises in the first and second quarter. 
I can't get into them, obviously, but I am extremely satisfied with the the team we've got. All hardworking. We have we are understaffed, which to a certain extent is good because it makes people really stay on top of things. So you know, there's certainly no no fat there. Uh, everybody's working incredibly hard, including weekends. All of us. So I couldn't be happier with the team and their dedicatedness to the thing. Now, the last point I want to make and I really tried to run through these things as fast as possible. If you have questions, always feel free to reach out to us. We have a good, invest.originclear.com is a good email address to use. It goes directly to Devin, or you can call Devin. The phone number is 323-939-6645, and his extension is 116. If you want to know about some of the strategic stuff we're doing, I would say that Ken is by far, Ken has forgotten more than a lot of us would ever know about financing. And his background is unbelievable. And his net, his person in the financing industry is amazing. His extension is 201. So again, 323-939-6645, extension 201. And if you're an accredited investor, you should bend his ear because he will be very happy to tell you more about that. If you're an existing investor, and you have not yet taken advantage of the incredibly powerful offering to help you out with some of your price, stock price, you need to reach out to Michael. Michael Mann, who's at extension 206, he's working on helping us out with these offerings for a short time, and he's at 323-939-6645, extension 206. I want to warn those of you who are existing investors that time is very short to take advantage of what's going on. I'm pleased with the stability of the company and the financial markets, and I think it's a good time to to increase your position in the company. And of course, I'm always available to be part of a conversation about that. Uh, Devin knows how to arrange that. So, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. We uh, we were we first were uh, listed on the stock market in April 2008, and um, here we are, you know, almost 12 years later, we've been around. Uh, one thing we have proven is that we're tough as nails. We get things, we, we know how to survive. But now is the time to really light it up and become a force to be reckoned with in this amazing space called water. And uh, I think that it's the best thing I could be doing with my life. I hope you agree that it's worth your participation. And again, my time is yours. So don't hesitate to. Contact me. You can always email me directly at CEO at originclear.com. And um, you just do that by replying to one of my newsletters. And if you're not seeing newsletters, then probably they've gone to spam and you need to whitelist the, uh, the CEO at OriginClear and newsletter at OriginClear addresses. So exciting times. We think we're going to be the most exciting story in 2020. Now's our time. I love it, and uh, as we look into the final days of the year, I wish you all a very happy holiday to enjoy in your respective faiths or no faith as you wish, but certainly to enjoy the family and friends and to take a break because it's going to be a big year ahead. So thanks again. I appreciate you more than you know, and let's have a great year. Thank you and good night. 
Well, that's it for the podcast. Thank you for joining. And I do hope you stay subscribed. If you'd like to interact with me live, then join me each week at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for the Zoom webinar. Sign up at originclear.com slash CEO. And thank you.